Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show that keeps you up to date with what's happening in the world of social media and more. Have you ever wondered how a deeper understanding of oneself can transform your marketing approach? Or maybe you're intrigued by the idea of integrating mindfulness into your brand strategy. Or maybe you're eager to elevate your brand's presence in a market saturated with competition. If those thoughts maybe have sparked your interest a little bit, then today's episode is just for you. We're excited to feature a guest who is a true guide in the realm of mindful marketing, Angie Robinson, with her extensive experience in leadership and personal development. We'll be sharing her valuable insights on harnessing self-awareness for brand success. She'll take us through her journey, her strategies, and her essential tips for creating a truly mindful brand. So sit back, clear your schedule, clear your mind, and get ready for this week's episode of Social Media News Live. Angie, how are you doing today? Hello, Jeff and Paul. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. Guys, ask your questions because Angie is in the house and she's going to be talking about things I don't think a lot of marketers or businesses talk about. So we want to make sure that uh, if you have questions about this, that we get them answered today. So wherever you're watching from, drop them down below. And if you uh, have friends like, man, this is really great. They need to hear this. Don't be scared at mention them down below. They can watch the replay if they can't join us here live, but we want to make this uh, a show for everybody. So um, let me, if you guys don't know who Angie is, you really should, because she is the founder and CEO of Angie Robinson Coaching and Consulting LLC. She is a certified life and leadership coach, bringing over two decades of experience in human resources, organizational development, and leadership development with an inside out approach that includes self-awareness and skill building. She guides individuals and teams to increase understanding of self, elevated confidence, maximize leadership value, and improved team effectiveness. She helps people gain clarity on what success looks like for them, teaching them how to manage their minds, uncover the barriers that get in the way, and create the results they most desire. And an avid Disney fan, that's how how we met, folks. The undertone of her work is built on the inspiration and story of all things Disney, especially Mary Poppins. Angie holds her MA in organizational development and change leadership, is a certified life coach through the Life Coach School, and a certified licensed practitioner of the Insights Discovery Tool. She currently lives in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. So, Angie, um, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, Man, I don't think we've ever had, like... Somebody with that much like credentials, you know, on the show. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, I was thinking that's a little long. I probably need to like hone that no, down it's a little good. bit. <laughs> no, people need to know who you are. And uh, Amanda uh, Bonner is here. Thank you, Amanda, for showing up. She goes, uh, wait, I'm not Jeff C. Well, 
you're not. <laughs> so there you go. Thank you, Amanda, for chiming in. Uh, and Tim is saying applause. So uh, another thing we need to applause for is our friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive. Uh, forward slash Ecamm. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm is where you can find out. If you use the code Jeff15, you'll actually get 15% off of your uh, first order. So uh, go check them out if you haven't already. But we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. So let's dive into this because there's so many things that I want to talk about because, you know, we like I mentioned at the start of the show, we really don't talk about this this mindfulness stuff on um, in in our kind of marketing circle. So can you just really quick, Angie, kind of start off by defining what self, self-awareness is and why it's important for professionals, uh, particularly marketers? Yeah. So self-awareness really is focusing on you, focusing on the self, really understanding who you are, what makes you tick, why you are the way that you are. It's a combination of so many things like understanding your strengths and um, your personality style, your values, um, kind of your beliefs, the thoughts going on in your in your brain, all of these things really focusing on you. And when you really understand who you are, it um, it opens up space for you to, I don't know, be more intentional around your thoughts, around your behaviors, around leveraging what works and maybe changing what doesn't work. Um, it just it just allows you to be more authentic, honestly. And when you can do that, you build better relationships, you um, understand other people better. So it's just important in so many, so many different ways. I gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, and I don't know if we're scared to talk about that or not, or, or why mm-hmm. is it that we, we don't want to talk about some of this stuff. We, we really, we really want to talk about return on investment. We really talk about, you know, yeah. kind of our growth, maybe learning new things. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, but this part of it, this self-awareness, we really don't talk about it. Why do you think that is? I mean, I think it's gotten a bad rap, honestly. Um, you know, I grew up in the corporate world. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. I, we weren't talked about, we weren't, um, it wasn't part of the conversation. It was a little bit in the corporate world when I was growing up, you know, in my leadership roles, but mm-hmm. but not very much because it really is about the numbers, the sales and those things. But here's the deal. Like, we're all humans. We all come with human brains. We all come with experiences and emotions and all of these things. So I just think it's kind of gotten this. It's a woo woo thing and it doesn't uh, belong in the workplace. And mm-hmm. that, I think, is shifting, especially post pandemic, because um, well-being is such a conversation. So I am so happy to see that it's shifting. Um, but I just think that it's it's had like this this stigma around you are in your personal life is separate from you in the workplace. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. And it's great that it is changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, well, speaking of that, I mean, marketing landscape is shifting so much with the algorithms yeah. and AI and all the stuff that's moving around you. Know, so talk to us a little bit about how being self-aware and focusing on yourself can help calm all that around you. Well, calm is a big expectation (laughs) i think maybe right but change here's the thing in marketing in the world and everywhere change is constant it is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about and i know it's changing in marketing with ai and all those those things as well um so self-awareness can really help to understand i don't know here's the first thing is what are your thoughts around the change when we are self-aware part of being self-aware and mindful is taking time to pause and understand really what's going on in your brain and when we can understand what are my actual thoughts about this change then we can take control 
about how we show up even, I don't know, more intentionally. And so I think that's kind of the number one thing um, with self-awareness. When there is change, there's the, we're doing it this way, now we're doing it this way. There's like, like the situational change, but humans actually go through a process in order to um, you know, flow through the change as well. There's, there's transitions, there's a change curve, there's all kinds of things around what the human brain does. And when we can really be aware of that and then notice where we are, gosh, we have such agency and such power. When we let that all go um, on its own, and we're not self-aware, that's when things can go a little awry, right? When we can show up really poorly or we can get into the what's called like the pit and not move forward with the change, not embrace the change. So um, I think really having that self-awareness is super important just to understand where you are as a human. That will also in turn help um, understand where others might be too. And you can also decide where are my, my strengths that I can leverage in this change or what are the things that I'm not really good at that I can maybe offload to somebody else or that I need to improve on. So just knowing these things can just help you with your agility um, and resilience when it comes to the change in the marketing world. Mm, that's really interesting. And, you know, and Tim here says, uh, I, I believe that people just don't understand how powerful self-awareness can be. We are our own worst enemy. What we say to ourselves needs to get mm -hmm. better. Uh, I know you, he's been hanging out with Angie a little bit, so that's why he sounds so smart. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that is very, very true, and Tim. And we don't talk about it enough. And uh, Gary chimes in here saying Gen Xers had amazing childhoods running wild. Yeah, we had uh, <laughs> the uh, jarts. Remember the lawn darts that we could play with? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Those are banned. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, we had a crazy childhood. And he also says, uh, Gary V strikes me as someone with incredible self-awareness. Seems like he's really in tune with other humans. So uh, that's a, if you guys don't know who Gary V is, he's very big in the marketing circles. He's, he's been around forever. Um, but yeah. Um, so can you, let's talk about like the marketing part, because I know a lot of marketers who are not self-aware. Uh, and you can tell that in their posts and the way they uh, kind of even act online and actually the way they treat others. So how does a marketer's self-awareness reflect the authenticity, authenticity and effectiveness of like their brand message? Because we've all seen somebody says like, yeah, I'm, I'm really transparent. And then they're not or they're really we see that mm -hmm. disconnect with a lot of brands and even like influencers. So how does that kind of work together? Like what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that as businesses when they're trying to get their message out? How can they do that better? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think that is a lot to probably unpack there. Sure. Um, but I just think when you have a healthy, I guess, level of self-awareness and you own it and you like it because there's also this, okay, now I'm aware and I actually don't like who I am kind of a thing. I, I coach a lot of people around that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you own it and you like it, you are going to show up more authentically. And there is the fake it till you make it kind of a thing. I'm not a huge fan of it. It can get us so far. But the energy that we use when we are in our messaging or in our branding, mm -hmm. um, the energy that we're coming from, it's going to show up and humans are smart and they can they can sense that right when we're not being our authentic self and so um when we're spending when we're not self-aware we spend a lot of time in the mind drama and we have so many thoughts we have it's like 50 to seventy thousand thoughts a day 95 percent of those are negative and they're in the subconscious so we're not even aware of them but they're doing their job they're doing some things down there and so when we're spending all this time in our mind drama about you know 
do I, am I showing up the way I think they want me to, or what are they going to think about me? Or I'm not as good as them. So I have to do this. And it's, that is taking up so much space in our brain that we're not actually taking time to think about the people we're trying to message and that we're, oh. we're branding toward. Um, so that self-awareness can really help us get grounded in what is really important to us. What is our core message? What do I really believe in? So then I can, you know, put that into my branding, put that into my messaging. And that is what's going to actually connect to people. We are humans. We are, you know, we, we operate on, on emotions. And so that is what's going to show up and connect with people even better. When that's not happening, you can feel that. Oh, that's so, that's so good. I just, I heard so many clips that I'm going to take out of that last, <laughs> that last section you just said so much good stuff in there. And I think uh, we just don't talk about it, but I'll, I'll digress. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, um, uh, Paul, because I know you had a question. Yeah, I know how important it is. And, and you and I've had many conversations, uh, the same thing about all the negative thoughts and how to, yeah. how to tamp those down. And I'll answer, I'm going to answer my question, but I'll let you answer too. You know, how, do, where do we get started and how do we do? And for me, the answer is call you, but you know, how, <laughs> can, how can we get started and where, where do you advise people to, you know, start the journey of being more self-aware? Yeah, there's a lot of ways. I would say number one um, is just to be willing to do it. Okay. Because again, there's, there's some stigma. There's some, like, I don't have time for this. There's that, this is too woo woo kind of a thing. Just kind of get over all of that and be willing to dig in. Self-awareness means self. So you are actually spending time with yourself. You have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable and not, um, you know, swim outside of where you are comfortable. That's just really important. So that's my number one thing. Then there's like the strategies or the tactics that you can do. So there are things like personality assessments. Those are, I'm sure many of you have done those. Mm -hmm. They can be really great. Um, there are some that are not so great. So you want to make sure you're using one that's really validated in science. But those assessments can really, I don't know, unearth some things and show you on paper how you're made up. Now, that is one piece of data for sure. But that is a great place to start. Um, you can do things like take a values inventory. I have one on my website that really helps you dig into what are my most important um, values. You can do assessments around strengths and weaknesses. Um, seek feedback from others. This can get very uncomfortable sometimes, right? But when you actually ask people, how do I land on you? When I show up in my, you know, interactions with you, what words come to mind and really ask for that honest feedback. Sometimes people are willing to do that, sometimes not, but that can be super valuable. Um, I'm a big fan of getting thoughts out of your brain. So whether mm -hmm. it's just speaking them out loud, it's journaling, it's you know, using the voice app on your phone, whatever it is, when we can get thoughts out of our brain, um, they all of a sudden lose a little bit of their power and we can actually see things from an objective standpoint. So I think that's really helpful. And just, I don't know, just being in a, a state of noticing is really important. And of course, to your earlier point, Paul, work with somebody who can um, be objective that can, because when we're in our own brains, we don't actually have the, I don't know, the wherewithal all the time to really see what's going on. So when you work with a coach or a mentor or a peer, somebody who is willing to, you know, not dive into the pool with you and believe everything that you're thinking, but look at things objectively and challenge you, that can be super, super huge. So uh, just something that I have done that has changed the whole, my whole business. And this, this happened a long time ago. I was working for a, a guy and he pretty much said that, um, uh, imposter syndrome was bogus. 
And I'm like, uh, I got it. <laughs> so like, and I, and it wasn't until I got in some masterminds and, and there's, there's two masterminds I'm still in a part in. Um, one I've, I've done for over five years and another one I've done, oh, uh, maybe just a little bit uh, less than that, but it has changed everything and being able to, I think, oh, we just lost Angie. Um, I think that um, what I've been able to do with that is get in front of people who have actually really, you know, have, have changed what the way I think. And I can confess some of these, um, these things to them. And we have this peer thing. And so it really has changed my business, being able to talk to people, bounce ideas off of those. So having a mastermind is really good. And full disclosure, Paul and I are starting a mastermind, uh, paid mastermind at the beginning of the year. We've already got some people that are in this conversation are in this, uh, these, uh, this video right now who are going to be part of that. So I just am such a big believer of, like you were saying, Angie, a peer group that you can bounce ideas off of, which is really, really cool. So I'm glad you're back by the way. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You're fine. We can bring you back. If it happens again, we'll do the same thing. Don't worry. Paul will, Paul will vamp next time. Um, I have a question, a question here from uh, Tim. Tim says, uh, Angie, understanding that we need to be honest, authentic with ourselves. How can we be honest with our audience and not isolate them at the same time? That's a good question. How can we be honest with our audience and not isolate them at the same time? Um, I would probably want to understand what you mean by isolating. Like, where's the evidence that they're being isolated? Or is that just something that we're thinking could happen and we're projecting that? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because I guess I'm not sure I understand the question so much. Um, yeah, I think, being, we, you yeah, know, here's the thing that, <laughs> that I think is a, I mean, this may be what Tim is talking about, but we also, there's, there's general things that we need to do to try to, you know, get our message out. And yeah. you look at other people and you, you kind of copy what they're doing. And we also, but we also need to be authentic. So there's this balance yeah. where we're like, we, you know, you've got to find your people that you can talk yes. to and market to and, and hopefully make, you have some business with, but you also don't want to do what everything else It's like, you're unique, just like everybody else. So how, I mean, I think there's that, that fight that we have against ourselves. Like we see what Gary Vee's doing, but I'm not Gary Vee, you know? And like, I see what Lou Mangiello is doing, but I ain't Lou Mangiello. So yeah. how do we, how do we, I guess, how do we figure that out? It's a big yeah. question. It's, I mean, there's, again, we could spend right. a lot of time on this one-on-one, um, -on -one, but you are not Lou Mangiello, you're Jeff C. Right. And yeah. that's exactly where you're supposed to be, right? So when we can, cause the comparison, comparison thing is real. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's a human reaction to things, but what you do with it is what matters. So if it's like, I am not doing what Lou Mangiello is doing and I don't like myself because of it and I'm wrong in all the ways, or if it's like, but that can inspire me to do some things differently and or, but I do this instead, right? So mm -hmm. it's what you think about that. Number one is super important. I know Tim said too, that we um, we can lose our audience if because of our honesty. Yeah. Well, then maybe they're not your people. I mean, I've been a people pleaser my entire life and I want everybody, I did want everybody to like me, everybody to resonate with me. And that's just not, that's not realistic. Do you resonate with everybody? Probably not, right? And so um, if your authenticity doesn't connect well with every human, that is okay too. And we don't know why, there could be all kinds of reasons why for that person. There could be something about your situation that's triggering triggering for them. There could be mm -hmm. something about your personality style just doesn't jive, like that's okay. Um, we want to, 
if we show up as ourselves, right, and with our messaging that is core to us, we're going to attract the people that are our people. Mm. That is, you know, I think we know that sometimes in our brain, but it's our heart that doesn't get it. Like, you know, we, we want to be that for everybody. I mean, there could be somebody who has had a traumatic experience with some dude with a beard. They will never watch my show. Like seriously. I mean, that could, that I'm sure has happened. Um, and that's okay. And we need to realize that, but it's that part part Angie, where I know like I get great. My community is amazing. I have great comments already today, but I'll get some negative comment on YouTube. And yeah. that's the one that's like, Oh, what am I doing? Should I even do this show anymore? What I, I, maybe I should, I should just quit. You know, you have that. Yeah. And it's just one comment when you have all these other good ones. Um, how do you silence that in your brain? Is it just training? Is that what you have to do over and over? Well, Sure. Practicing, but asking yourself some questions like, why am I choosing to give so much airtime to that one comment? Right. What is it? You could even like step into the compassion role a little bit and get curious and be like, why am I this again? You don't need to do this. This takes a lot of your brain energy, too. But you could be like, I wonder why. What are some of the reasons that this person could be commenting this way? Well, they could really just not like my beard. They could really um, had some tough stuff going on in their situation mm-hmm. or whatever. You can, you can think of all these reasons why. And then they can kind of diffuse a little bit um, the response that you're having to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it does take some practice, but just think about like, what is it? So when we have this reaction to a negative comment, you can look and say, is there anything in this that actually might be true? Hmm. Right. Is there maybe something that I'm insecure about or is there something right? And if not, then why am I spending any time on it? It doesn't really matter because what happens when we spend all this time on trying to please everybody or focusing on the negative comment, we are now missing out on the rest of it. We're missing out on all the good comments. We're missing out on connecting with the people who really need us because we're trying to connect with everybody. There's a lot that we're missing out on. I love that question. What am I missing out on by focusing here instead of over here? Mm. That's really, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, Angie and I have had this conversation several times and and you've told me if I focus on the negative then I'm not serving my audience because whoever the negative person is, they're, they're probably not my audience. They're not my people. And so I'm, like you're just talking about, I'm, I'm not serving the people who, who I need to be helping or, uh, you know, that are really resonating with me. Uh, and one of the things you encourage me to do, and, and I, I take all the good comments and the good emails and I do save them now and I don't go back and read them all the time, but the, just the, um, the trigger in my mind that I save them reminds me of how, what people do like and, and can help kind of tamper that down. So, you know, some of these strategies are, are great and really yeah, helpful. Yeah, and you know, the other thing I just have to say is that when you, like we have how many people on right now? 16 people on right now. There's gonna be more than 16 people that hear this and listen to this. There's going to be a few people that comment and there's gonna be a lot more people that don't, right? And so we can't just focus on the ones that, that have the voice. Think about all the people that are listening or learning from you and gaining things from your marketing and your branding and your strategies that we don't even know about. Like think about them because if right. we hold back because of one comment, so many people are missing out on the gifts that you have to give. 
Hmm. See, that is, I think that is really cool. Um, and, and remember that, and <laughs> you mentioned 16 people, we go to a lot of different places and they watch, you know, this is a podcast Sorry. and all that stuff. No, you're fine. No. But the thing is, is people, people get fixated on that number yes. and they don't think about the people who watch them later. You know, when people come up to them at a, like, I know Paul's had this happen, but people come up to the conference, like I listen to your show all the time. Like I did not know that because you never say anything. <laughs> so, you know, right. like, um, and so th- those, the dark web, kind of the, like the people who don't aren't commenting, but they're watching and they're consuming your content each week. And that's, you know, that's who you have to think about too, and not get fixated, like you said, on those, on those comments. So um, a couple comments here from our audience. Amanda says, I love that authenticity. Authenticity is so valuable. Um, and Gary says, with loneliness epidemic in this mm-hmm. post pandemic era, um, you know, marketers have this opportunity to make genuine connections if they lead with empathy. Uh, yeah, that yes. is very, very true. Um, and uh, Amanda also says, I think that reaction, recognition and reflection is also important in what we put out on social media, period. It's easy to react to breaking news or the latest trends without pausing to be yeah. mindful. That is very, very true. And, and on that note, let's um, let's go on to this next section where we're talking about this. How do we get more mindfulness in what we are doing with our strategies? So how is mindfulness practices uh, maybe maybe a really practical way, Angie, that can help us uh, putting this into our marketing strategies. Like uh, Amanda just said, you know, we need to stop and think and reflect maybe before we post on a trend or something that happens in the news. Mm-hmm. How else can we integrate some of these mindful practices into our, our actually strategies that we're doing as a business? Yeah, it's a good question. And, you know, mindfulness is really that stopping pausing, being in the moment without judgment. That's always the trick, right? But is it's just that taking a moment. And again, that can sound very woo-woo, like do I have to meditate through that? And that is, I mean, sure, absolutely, but not necessarily. It's just really pausing. We are very reactionary. We are in a world that is very reactionary. And um, we feel like we have to react quickly to get the best response and those types of things. But if we just take a moment to be like, okay, what am I actually thinking about this? What are all the potential, um, you know, possibilities that could be happening based on the news or based on how I want to show up or those types of things? It's just taking a few minutes to pause. I don't know. Um, I think about, I think about the Apple Watch, right? And it, you can set it so it tells you when to breathe, like once a right, right. hour, I think it right. is, right? Like just it's one minute, and that one minute can make such a difference. So I think you know in in your marketing strategies, it's about just taking that moment to pause. Like, how do I really want to show up? What are my thoughts? Like, are my thoughts helpful? Are they not helpful? Like those types of things. Um, I don't know if that helps. If that answers yeah, yeah, the yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I think a lot of times we want to be first and we want to react. Yeah. And a lot of times the reactions on a post is negative because, it, you know, there will be something and then there's two sides of it and you are supposed to respond, which I usually don't do. But um, but taking that pause time, I think, is is very, very important because we always as marketers, we want to be first. We want to be like, you know, it's called news jacking where you, you know, you see something and you, you comment on it really quickly and try to to kind of ride that wave of that that news going on. But I think the reflection and doing it, if you're going to do it, doing it in an emotionally uh, intelligent way is super, super important. Yeah. Just think about like, how do I want to show up? And I do this thing. I can 
talk about now maybe, but yeah. I love this exercise around future self. And so it's, it's really, um, imagining, visioning, being super specific about who you want to be. Um, not just like the, the role I have and the skills I have and whatever, but it's like, how do I actually want people to receive me? Now you can't control how people receive you because they all have their own brains. We let them adults, right? But <laughs> I want to, how do I want people to receive me? How do I want to show up? What do I want my energy to be like? Right. And just always deciding that. And when you can get really specific on that, and then in these moments of reaction, you can just pause and be like, okay, is this reaction I'm going to have in line with who I really want to be? Like, that's just a really simple kind of quick check. Mm, That's a great, that's a great tip. Yeah. And I think Tim's comment kind of feeds off of this too, is, you know, and, and all of us have, have done speaking before and it's, it's really easy to get that feedback immediately on social media. Sometimes we're posting and not getting feedback. So mm. how do we be then mindful of, of crafting our authentic messaging, you know, and are there, you know, is there some other things we can use or data that we can use to kind of help us when we're not getting any feedback or not getting the likes and comments and we mm. feel like we're speaking to an empty room. Yeah. Well, my question would be, what are your thoughts around the feedback? <laughs> what are you making that mean? <laughs> right. Are you making it mean people aren't listening? People aren't interested. Right. right. That's probably where your brain is going because our brain likes to default to the negative. And I would really just kind of clean that up first. So mm. the fact that you're not getting feedback through likes and hearts and all of those things, if you're making it mean no one is listening, then you're going to show up in a way that is not authentic to you or you're going to maybe shut down completely and not show up at all. And again, what happens is people are missing out. But what else could be true? It could be true that people are receiving what I'm putting out there. They are learning from it. And they just aren't people who like to click on like or they don't give feedback. because right. That's OK, too. There's those people as well. So are we looking at both sides? That would be the first thing. Um, yeah. And then always reaching out to peers, asking for feedback, seeking it out is really important, too. Um, we expect people just to give it to us. That's not the way that it always works. So are you asking? Are you asking for the feedback on a regular basis? Those are a couple of my thoughts. Yeah. That, so, and, and Tim's point when he brought this up, you know, he said, "How do we maintain that momentum without that feedback?" Masterminding, and and Tim is an excellent speaker. I've seen him speak a couple times at Momentum, and I struggle with this too, Tim. It's like because my my speaking stuff is a lot different than this show because I'm very. You know, I do a lot of improv and it's like a little crazy and, and and you have to have that audience feedback and you can't really get that. I mean, I get to a point with the show and that's why I love doing live shows, but it is different. And I think what you said there at the end, mastermind or a friend's discussion is key that you have those people that you can bounce things off of. I know I can call Paul up and I'm like, hey, man, I did this. Is, is Should I say this in this post or is that like <laughs> insensitive? And he'll be like, Jeff, don't even think it, you know, and so uh, I think those kind of things are really important. Um, as we got some more great comments here. Uh, Cassie is watching King. Cassie, thank you for stopping by. She's loved the idea of mindfulness implemented into our content practices. And then she says, I think this also plays into the fact that not all trends uh, are for every brand. Think about what the point of your post is and and if it makes sense for your brand purpose, voice, and your customer. And this is a great conversation. So uh, this is, I don't think we talk about this enough and I think it's super important. Uh, And to be honest, I think this as a small brand where you can beat some of the big companies because you've, we've all seen the news where they have been uh, insensitive and you, they didn't really show very much emotional intelligence and it came back and bit them. Uh, so I think this is one way that we can kind of 
uh, beat some of the big brands at their, their own plan. So Amanda has this question. How do you plan out your social media marketing and make sure you're mindful, but also that you aren't getting too stuck in, in the mindfulness so that you're still progressing and doing the marketing? I guess not overthinking it too, right? Yeah. Well, this is where, if I could bring it back to self-awareness, this is where really knowing kind of your style and how you operate. So again, I do insights discovery, which is one of the personality assessments. I love it. To, I love it so much. Right. And we are all, again, it's one piece of data, but we all have kind of these preferences about how we operate um, and how we think and how we make decisions and those types of things. And when you know that um, you can really be intentional on what to leverage again in that and then what gets in your way. So for example, and I know Amanda and Amanda and I are very similar in our personalities. I am very much a, I want to make sure that everyone is accommodated for and I'm thinking big picture and I'm thinking right. impact and are my values in line? Like I do a lot of that. Here's what happens. I don't take action really quickly. And I know this about me. So when I am aware of that, so if I'm planning out my social media content and I'm really thinking about my audience and I'm being super mindful about it and I'm not actually doing anything, that is something that's getting in my way. My lack of just results, let's just go. And I know that. I don't have to beat myself up about it. I can dial up that energy and just make it happen. Even if I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's totally ready yet or that makes me sweat a little bit, I can just do it. So it's a matter of knowing really how you operate, where your strengths are, and then kind of getting over yourself and just doing it. Mm. See, I just need to re listen to this over and over <laughs> this whole show. I'll just put it in my, was that weird if I just listened to it over and over? Probably a little bit. Um, so, uh, and uh, Kira says your authenticity is more important in the end because if you do something just for clicks, but it's not true to who you are, it both dr drains your energy, but also impacts the trust with your audience. Uh, you do, <laughs> you do love you do you. So, um, Thanks, uh, Kira, for that. But yeah, I mean, it's you have to stay on brand, and but you also want to. It's such a balancing act. I guess that's what we're we're, we're learning mm. here. It's really hard, and having these mental things that you, the questions you ask, like you were saying, Angie, I think is is really really good. Um, do you know? And I, I so I'm going to bring up this question from Gary. Uh, I think uh, Elon Musk could learn two things from this talk. How would you advise him? And, and that kind of goes in to a, another question I was going to ask is like, okay, there's one example. Can you give uh, any more examples of brands that you think are really doing mindfulness right in their marketing? Mm. Yeah. Gosh, I am not a marketer, FYI. Um, so. But you do. I mean, you have a podcast, you have a business, you, you are kind yeah, of a yeah. marketer, you know? Well, and I, I think about like the brands that um, that really make connection. And I think about, of course, Disney, right, as the big Disney fan. But I just think about how they use story and they use emotion in their branding and in their marketing um, to really connect with the human. And it's about making memories now and being in the now. And I just think, I don't know if that's what you're meaning by brands, but that's kind of what I think about. I think about that or like the Calm app, for example, their branding is just like, oh, I mean, mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to be more mindful. That's amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I think a lot of coffee places or a coffee like Starbucks for example, mm. might use good mindful practices. Um, it's not shoving down your throat kind of a thing. It's like invoking some emotion. That's what I think about when I think about mindful marketing. Is mm. that what you mean? Yeah, I just, I, I'm just trying to get some ideas because I, <laughs> you look back from a year from what X has done. I think this is what Gary's point. Yeah. There's a lot of things on there um, that, and I'm trying not to be political, uh, that are 
maybe insensitive or not thought through. Uh, here's and, and Gary has this to say. Um, he says okay. um, he has one cardinal rule for social posts: avoid snark. He says I think mm. about that before every post. So I think that's a good. You know, maybe if you're a part of a team, maybe you, you know, have a list of this is what you think about before you post. Um, Paul, for your moderators and stuff like, you know, you have a team that does some of this. Right. What are some of your rules for like people when they post or how they deal with some of these things that happen inside of your big powwows community? One of the things I, I mean, I look for with moderators is somebody who's been involved in the community and kind of gets the culture of our community first. Um, so then we, you know, once I know that they kind of identify with their same values, then it's easy. And I don't have to like have a, you know, this standard operating procedure for every moderator. And so it is, you know, knowing what our kind of culture is in the group, being really self-aware about that. And then, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be these, these set rules. You, like Angie's saying, if we're mindful and know and find the people who identify with it, that, that's what has worked for me. Hmm. You said the word, Paul, that I was thinking, you said values. And I think that's really important. Yeah. So, you know, Gary, one of your cardinal rules is avoid snark. Somewhere embedded in there, it's that's showing some of what your values are and really being clear on what your values are. That is going to then kind of inform the rules, if you will, on how you show up. Now, other people out there, that might not be one of their values and they actually want to poke the bear and they want to incite, like one of their values is to get a rise out of people or whatever, mm -hmm. and that's how they're going to show up, right? And so I think just being really clear on your values is super important and then making sure how you show up, the way you behave, what your messaging is, all of that is in, in alignment with that. When it's not and there's dissonance, that's going to show that's going to, you know, show up as well as that being inauthentic and um, that energy is not going to be right. So it's that values, I think, is really important. Here's an interesting question, and I'm totally bringing this out of the field. What if you screwed up? Like, what mm -hmm. if you did do a post and you're like, oh, and you can't really go delete it because then people know you're trying to hide. Um, or maybe it's some, uh, somebody who's on your team. Let's say uh, Paul had somebody on his team that handled something in the wrong way. How do you deal with that? Because I think, I mean, we're not perfect. We're gonna, I know I'm gonna say something wrong in the show. I tell people that I know that I am someday and I just, I pray that I do it and and, and quick to fix it, right? Um, so what is your advice to people who maybe did something out of, you know, emotional reaction and were like, Oh, okay. I can't really take it back. So how do I deal with it? Like it's out there. Yeah. I mean, again, there's going to be different levels of what that might look like. Is it you making it really a big catastrophe in your brain, but it's actually not externally. So kind of just assessing that. Right. Okay. But, um, but if you want to, if you know it's out of alignment and who you want to be, and it wasn't really what you intended or that impact wasn't what you intended, I mean, you, you figure out a way to right size that and whether it's an apology, it's um, it's not like making up excuses or think about your kids. I mean, we're adults, right? But think about your kids. If they mm -hmm. screw up, what would you want them to do? Would they want, would you want them to make up a whole bunch of excuses? Would you want them to put it under the rug and hope mom never finds it? Or would you want them just to kind of own up? Um, yeah. That's what I would say is just figure yeah. out a way to own up because we are all human. And I'm telling you, you're going to have the people that are going to be like, see, I knew it. Jeff C is a horrible person and <laughs> it's all started with the beard and whatever. Right? right. You're going right. to lose them. Yeah. 
But if you are showing up and owning, that's really more of a human thing. And that is really going to connect and resonate with people. And quite frankly, what will happen on the back end of that is more trust that you will gain from the people that you um, are trying to connect with, I think. Mm. That's a great point. And I, and we're all going to do that. And I think owning up as fast as possible is the best way to do it. Uh, yeah. Paul, you had something? Yeah. Well, I actually heard a, a story about this on a podcast I was listening to this morning, coming home um, from playing disc golf, a, a, a disc golf company screwed up and actually um, accepted the application for sponsoring a dog because somebody put it in as a joke. Right. And the whole community, you know, the whole community around is like, oh my God, see, your, your, your company is a joke. you sponsored a dog. They leaned into it. They've put the dog up on the website. They are you know, doing merch around the dog and they've owned it. Now they've, you know, admitted, Hey, we, we messed some things up here, but let's, let's go with it. Right. And I think that is, you know, being open and honest when you make these screw ups is, is big. And, uh, Angie is very generous with her time has talked to me about many times. And I, I want to go back to what she said is sometimes you make it bigger in your mind than it mm -hmm. is. And I think that's really important to realize, um, sometimes posting about it or, you know, reacting to it can make it a bigger deal than it is. And so you, you do need to kind of sit back and, and figure out how big of an impact it is having first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, there's a great quote here from Kira. She goes, Angie, your leadership coaching definitely impacts uh, uh, marketing in a positive way. Teaching leaders how to be a, how to be better impacts on how they show up in their thought leadership and in various communications channels. All of that impacts brand. It's all connected for sure. So mm -hmm. thank you, Kira, for that. So and thank you, Gary, for saying to remember to like it this episode. That's why I love my community. They're so good. <laughs> thank you, Gary, for that. So uh, to wrap up this section, um, we're talking about kind of integrating mindfulness in our marketing, what would you, what advice would you give marketers who are maybe new to this concept or they're old school? Like the guy I mentioned before who I used to work for is like, ah, imposter syndrome. That's not real. You know, yeah. what do you, how can we um, kind of people who are maybe getting started to this, or they think it's all just woo woo. And, you know, we don't really need to just put out the stuff and, you know, we'll see what sticks. What do you, yeah. what do you tell marketers, you know, who maybe are wanting to get started? Like, okay, Angie made sense, but I don't know where to start. Do I need, you know, first of all, go to Angie's website at Angie-Robinson.com and fill out some of her, her uh, self uh, assess, assessment tools. But what are some things that they need to look at when it comes to Mark, you know, being mindful in their business? Yeah. I mean, I would say check your biases first. If you have a bias around the word mindfulness or self-awareness or whatever, just get clear on those. Because if you don't get clear on those and clean that up a little bit, it's going to be hard for you to do this work. So I would say first check your biases. Um, there's just I, I start small. Start with one concept. Maybe it is understanding. We've all done right the MBTI or some mm -hmm. sort of assessment. Maybe it's just starting there and then seeing what comes out of that. Um, there's a bajillion like reflection questions on the internet or whatever you could ask. Right. AI for some, what are some oh, great yeah. ways for me to enhance my self-awareness around my strengths or something. Um, so I would just say start with kind of one concept. One of my favorite concepts is really just understanding the brain because it is our biggest asset. It is the tool that we carry with us all the time. And so when we can just actually understand that as humans, we have this tool and our thoughts actually create our feelings, which drive our actions and impact our results. Like it's a, it's a simplistic model that's been around for centuries and centuries, just even understanding that alone and then starting to recognize how that can be true, I think is just super impactful. Mm. Great advice. Great advice. Another, some other great advice is to make sure you stop by our friends at Ecamm. Uh, see how they, the segue, 
That's using your noggin okay. right there, folks. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ECAN. That's where you can uh, find out how we make this amazing show. They sponsored the show. They're amazing. Um, if you want to save 15%, I think Jeff15 is the code you can enter to save 15% off your first purchase. I think it's even monthly or annual. So use it for your annual plan if you get that. Socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ECAM. And don't forget about our Podfest meetup. Mediavine is going to be sponsoring this as long as as well as Ecamm, but you can find out and get all the details, jeffc.com forward slash podfest meetup, totally free, except for your, you know, your ticket into Magic Kingdom. But other than that, uh, Hollywood Studios, it's going to be uh, just us hanging out. No hard sales. We're just going to be eating and having a little bit of fun and having some great conversation. Uh, I'm so excited for that. I mean, Christmas is coming, but like that is the second Christmas right <laughs> after that is the meetup. So make sure you guys come and hang out with us over uh, before a podfest. All right. So, Paul, let's let's get into this um, professional growth because I like uh, personal development. I'm a big fan. All right, Angie. So we started our, our, you know, we're working on our self-awareness. We're being more mindful. How does this personal develop then translate into success in marketing and in our business? Yeah, I would say, how doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) it just, it just does, right? Because that personal development, again, it's that looking inward. It's being focused on yourself. um, It's increasing that self-awareness. When we work on ourselves personally, it impacts every area of our life. It just does. We are a whole human. <laughs> so we are not a work self and a personal self and a, you know, we have identities for sure, but we are one human. And so it impacts everything. Our personal um, growth impacts our professional su- success, no matter what. I mean, it just does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry if that's too simple, but. No, no so let's, let's kind of go on this. Slide. So, so yeah. what are some key personal development areas that marketers should focus on, like uh, communication. I mean, you talked about some of the yeah. the biases that we already have in our mind, yeah. um, and and I think this and this is just me spouting my ideas is that because we see what's working or we see people who are super successful, we look at the Amy Porterfields, the Lou Mangellos, the Gary V's, and we say, okay, to be successful, I have to do what they mm-hmm. do. Um, can you? think about some ways that we can kind of get past some of this some of those like maybe some personal development areas that we need to like actually like what you're saying before like figure out what we're really good at and lean into that um mm-hmm. what are some other like development areas yeah. that you would, would say to go to gosh i know there's just there's so much there's so right. much um but if i were to give like one concept. I talked about it already, but one thing you could do today, it is this sort of future self. So who do I want to be? What do I want to be? Do I want to be an Amy Porterfield? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does that mean? Like when, what's my goal? Is this like a five-year goal? I'm going to have 1 million followers or whatever. Like just get super specific about who you want to be. What is that future version of you? And then you kind of step back and you think about you get really specific. What am I wearing? Who am I talking to? Mm. Who's in my circle? What are people saying about me? Where am I living? How much money am I making? Um, you just get really, really specific on envisioning who that future version of you is. Then you can step back to current self. There's going to be some sort of a gap and you, you can start to identify. I do this with my leaders all the time. Who's the future leader you want to be two years from now? Who are you today? And let's identify the gaps. There's going to be some sort of skill gap, right? So there's going to be some things I need to do in order to be be a better marketer, right? Mm-hmm. Actually tactical things. And there's going to be thought gaps because what is the future version of you? What is the Amy Porterfield thinking in order about herself, about her audience, about her capabilities? What thoughts does she have to be having in order to be making the money she's making, to have the number of followers she has? 
thoughts? And how can I start to adapt those thoughts today? Because my guess is your thoughts might not be there. So you're identifying skill gaps, you're identifying thought gaps, and then you can start the work. So what do I need to do in order to you know, narrow those gaps a little bit. So that's pretty nebulous. I know that's kind right, of high right. level, but right. that's a place I would encourage people to start. Mm, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. And so Angie, how do you, how do you really strike the balance between our, our personal development and our professional development? Yeah. Um, I don't love the word balance. First of all, that just gives <laughs> this indication that it's even right. We have to be, right. and that's just not the case. I just think that it's integrated. I, if you can just allow yourself the grace to know that there's not a separation between personal and professional, that would be kind of amazing place to start, um, because it impacts everything, like I said. So, um, you decide though, what is one or two areas that you want to focus on for your personal growth and just know that it's going to bleed into everything. I have, again, you've maybe you've heard of like the life wheel or I have a version on my, right. on my website that's satisfaction. Like, and it kind of has you assess different areas of your life. Um, and you rate it on between a one and 10, where am I at, where am I at right. right now? And what does it take to get to a 10? You can do something like that and be like, okay, I really want to focus on this area of my personal development because I can realize that this is an area that I have a gap in. And you just start there and you're going to start to realize that there's a ripple effect in everything that you do. Um, so I would say don't strike a balance, just integrate. Mm. I, yeah. And I think of like work-life balance is, is talked about a lot. The problem is I, my thing, it's seasonal. Like I wasn't, totally. when, I, when I was a, uh, you know, when my kids were home and everything. I didn't go and do speaking gigs and all this yes. stuff because I wanted to be home when they got home from school. I wanted to go see their games and all that kind of stuff. And so those things shift and we make, like, I love yes. it. What you said that we you'd like balance is something we it's, it's not, it's like sometime I'm with my kids way more than I am with my business. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And when the way I believe. So yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and I think I, it's important to remember that too when you're thinking about the Amy Porterfields or the Lou Mangellos or right. whoever you want to call out that we're comparing ourselves to. You have no idea right. <laughs> what season they're in, what their exactly. whole life. You have no idea. Right. So let's right. just honor yeah. ourselves and give ourselves some grace around that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, the, it's like comparing your, you know, to your your beginning to somebody else's middle. It's like it's really yeah. you know, the wrong thing to do. So we've got some great questions I want to get to before okay. we. This is once again this has flown by. So if you got questions, ask them now because I'm going to ask. I. I you know, cause I love having Angie here. That's what I want. Uh, so Katie asks, can you work out thought goals when you are far away from your goal place? Like, um, that's a really great question. Like how do you work out your thought goals when you're way far away from where you want to yeah. be? And I think she put a correction thought gaps is what she meant yeah, to say. Yeah. So, yeah. So how can you work through your thought gaps when you're far away from your goal place? Well, it's getting really clear on what those thought gaps are. Number one. So if it's like my future self says that, um, I am the number one podcaster in all the land, right? That's your future. And your current one is like, I don't know a thing about podcasting. I'll never make this work. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the big gap. You have to start adopting new thoughts, honestly. And it's not going from like, I'm not good to I'm amazing. Cause that's not realistic. Your brain's gonna be like, yeah, what? whatever. That's not true. It's just starting with something that you can believe something like I'm becoming someone who is going to be an amazing podcaster. I can think I can believe that. Great. Okay. And now you're practicing that. I have 
so many sticky notes, you guys, around my computer with thoughts that I practice. I'm not kidding you. And I do. And I make them a practice. So when I hear the negative one coming in, I can be like, oh, no, but that's not what we're talking about today. Today, I'm going to tell myself this. And then we have the ability to retrain our brain. We can create new neural pathways in our brain. And when we start to believe that new thought, we're like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. I'll look at my sticky and be like, yep, I got that one. Throw it away. What's the next one I'm going to work on? So mm-hmm. that's my thought on that. That's cool. Uh, so, um, Real quick, um, this is a great question from Tim. Is the future self that you're talking about a monthly, weekly, daily thing or what? <laughs> so Here's Tim's- the cool thing. There are no rules because it's your future. <laughs> you yes. get to decide. <laughs> Very cool. So I like to practice it though. Like mine, my, I have a several of them, but my big one is like 10 years out. Um, now it's like eight years because it's, I wrote it a couple years ago, but then on, we, I try to look at it weekly and read it just so I can embed that in my brain. So I can start mm. becoming that person now. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I want to mention, like, uh, cause I've been doing the live show. I was doing it for another company before this, and then I've been doing this one for three years. And I tell you folks, every Friday I wake up and go, what am I doing? I, you know, uh, why am I doing this? This is hard and I, I suck. You know, all that stuff goes through your mind and you have to go, no, I, I you know, this is what I do. I mm-hmm. do this every Friday at 10 a.m. Central. I'm going to continue doing it. And that's the th- who I am. I'm the live show host and producer. And so, yeah, you have to keep telling yourself. And it doesn't, I mean, it's always there. Like it's, I don't think I'll ever know. If I ever go like, yeah, this is easy. I probably will you know, stop doing it. Um, it's yeah. it's doing that. But it, I think people are shocked to know like, yeah, every time, like every Friday, <laughs> you can feel that way. So um, uh, Rich has this great point. Would it be fair to say that things that don't directly uh, relate to your business can be also be a key to your mindset? For example, physical fitness or happiness and other aspects of your personal life. 1000%, 1000%. Again, we are a whole human. So if things at home or I'm, my health is off kilter or I'm not feeling great or whatever, of course, it's going to impact every other part of you, including your business. A hundred percent. Great, great points. Well, we are at the five minute mark. Uh, if you guys have questions, try to sneak them in. But I, I wanted to give Angie uh, plenty of time to talk about all her stuff. And don't forget, you need to go. She's been talking about these things that you can take and see on her website. That's for you guys listening on the podcast. It's Angie-Robinson.com. So Angie-Robinson.com. That's how you get there. But make sure you go check her out. Check it out. And also, Angie has a podcast. So I want you to be able to talk about that. So Angie, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I do. It's called the Practically Perfect Leader, a little nod to Mary Poppins. Um, (laughs) We talk about, or I talk about, really leadership, because that's kind of my space. But I tell you, it all applies to all humans, um, because it really is grounded in the the work of self-awareness and how to elevate your skills as a leader and yourself as a human. So um, yeah, the Practically Perfect Leader podcast. Super fun. Yes. Again, go, she's being very modest, but go check out her stuff. She's very, very good. Her podcast is very, very good. She's a good person. Yeah. She, uh, I've seen, I've talked to her at momentum. I've seen what she does and I know a lot of your fans are here in the comments as well. So thank you for everybody showing up today. Thank um, you. this has been amazing. I could go on for another hour because there's so many Me things too. that I just don't think we talk about, but go check out Angie at Angie-Robinson.com. And also, Check out my friend, Paul Gowder. Paul, where can people find out more about you and the amazing things that you do? Yeah, I'd love for you to come come learn a little bit more with me, um, especially email marketing and uh, building community over at paulgowder.com. And of course, another plug for Angie, make sure you get on her mailing list. I love getting her Monday newsletters. They're so good. Thank you. Yes, mm. please subscribe. Yes. And by the way, um, 
Paul, I've already got slated for next year. There's some big changes coming through uh, email marketing with some of the Google updates. So we're going to get Paul on at the beginning of the year because we want to, one of my goals and one of the things that I have really wanted to strive for this next year is doing better with email and growing my email list. And I want to invite you guys on that journey with me. And so to kick it off next year, I think it's the first week in uh, January, Paul's going to come on. We're going to talk about getting your email right for this upcoming year and some of the changes are coming on. So make sure you guys come and check about, check out that. And also don't forget Paul and I's meetup, jeffc.com forward slash podfest meetup. I am so excited about that. We're going to have fun. I know Katie uh, Fox from Ecamm is going to be there with us as well. So you're going to, and doc rock is going to be there. So we're going to uh, have the Ecamm fam there. We can talk to Katie has never been to Hollywood studios has never ridden ride of the resistance. So I'm like so stoked to ride with her on that. So um, anyway, um, we're going to, we're going to do that, but go to jeffc.com forward slash podcast meetup, go to uh, Angie's website, sign up for all this stuff. It's she's amazing. You guys are all amazing. Thank you, Katie, for stopping by Katie Simpson's here. Uh, Tim, he is amazing as well. All the people and Kate, uh, Kira says, uh, this has been so helpful and valuable. Thank you very much. And Tim is going, yes, email. Amen. I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, appreciate you. We need to get you on the show as well. Happy discussion. Thanks. Happy holidays to you. You guys have a great rest of uh, the time with your family for the holidays. Thank you guys so much for showing up uh, with me today for the show. Paul, thank you. Angie, thank you. And we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.